Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse with not a numbered episode this time, recorded live at Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey on December 23rd, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I'm joined this week, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Kevin. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Nothing. Doing something different this week. Special uh, edition special, style. Special edition. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite side of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. So, you know, it's the day before Christmas Eve, and um, the day this drops will be, hopefully, Christmas Eve. And I was thinking it might be a good idea for us to give a little extra something to the listeners for Christmas, especially considering we had so many scheduling conflicts and weren't able to, uh, you know, get the show out o- over the last month or so. So, um, people seem to really like the 20 minutes at the end of the show, typically, where we kind of like go off about nerd stuff comic book movies tv shows i don't understand that yeah i that people like it like i was i a couple times i've been like hey guys do you want us to not do that since it's like not about disney and they're like no keep doing it we like that and um so i used to do a little show called the geek watchtower which is a show that you were never on and everyone would be like why don't you just do that show with pete and um you know but you, you have very little time you know in your busy you know that's true and, and this is kind of what you do for a living is talk about this also stuff true. uh but we decided why not why not make an episode of two men in the mouse into an episode of the geek watchtower where you and i can kind of pilot this thing and you know maybe 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 you guys love it maybe it becomes a regular thing that you know obviously two men in the mouse will always be the priority um and if we're not able to put two men in the mouse out you know regularly we obviously wouldn't be focusing on a second show but you know if you guys like this and we can you know we have big plans to kind of like you know keep two men in the mouse chugging along uh regular more regularly in 2022 so you know if that works out and you guys like this who knows maybe we can have a second show going around specifically about geek stuff okay all right so without any further ado computer activate watchtower voice print identification Kevin J. Kessler. Watchtower sequence has been initiated. Watchtower activated. Watchtower is online. Recording live from our secret location where we monitor all the things that Geeks Watch comes to Geek Watchtower. Episode 1 of the new continuity. Uh, recorded for you live at Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey on December 23rd, 2021. Folks, my name is Kevin Kessler. I'm the host of this show. Joining me, my co-host with the most, Mr. Peter Mandel. This is like a whole new intro. I was going to say, I didn't know there was a new... No, so it's, this like, is it's, like a whole, it's like a whole new intro. There's a whole different theme music playing right Wow. Yeah. I like the music. Yeah, no, I'm glad you do. Uh, all right. So, uh, folks, uh, without any further ado, Watchtower is officially online. Now let's get to work. All right. So we have got a big couple of weeks that have just passed us in terms of geekdom. I mean, we've got Hawkeye. 
right? Yep. Just wrapped up yesterday. We've got uh, The Matrix, which neither of us have seen yet, so we can't really talk about it. Very excited about it, though. Right. But we, we've got a new trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. And, of course, the, the, the elephant-sized spider in the room, Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. The, the movie we've all waited 20 years for at this point. Uh, and has finally arrived. And we're going to talk about it, folks, and we're going to be spoiling Spider-Man. So we're going to do Spider-Man last. Uh, you know, we'll build up to that. And uh, if you guys don't want spoilers for Spider-Man, if you haven't seen it yet, I recommend you do not listen to this show. And we will do our best to, to um, you know, give you guys spoiler warnings whenever possible. But if we're, lis- if we're listing a thing that you guys are like, I don't want to hear about that. I didn't see it yet. If we're, unless you're just like, I want everything spoiled for me. Uh, you know, that'll be, uh, you know, don't. Yeah. Just, what do you think the spoiler window is? For something like we talk know, about it in here all the time. Right. I normally I say 2 weeks. 2 weeks is what we go with also. 2 weeks is kind of what I go with. However, with the pandemic being the pandemic, there's a lot of people that are like I'm not going to be able to see Spider-Man No Way Home until it starts coming out and streaming and I don't want it spoiled for me and I'm like, "Well, good luck with that." Because right. Marvel is already like, "Look, like like Marvel said when the movie came out, they're like, "You guys have until Monday." And uh, come Monday, our marketing completely changes. And, you know, we warned you. And, uh, you know, they've already started adding things that we'll talk about later that are more spoilery. Right. So, but before that, let's dive into another sector of the Marvel Universe. Let's talk about this this Hawkeye series. How, how have you enjoyed this? I six? loved it. I really liked it. I wasn't expecting to like it because, you know, I have nothing but contempt for Hawkeye as a character. Like, and Jeremy Renner as a person. So... I, I was like, oh, here we go. But I thought Kate Bishop was amazing. I, like, so, like, endearing and just like, uh, there were, there was a, there was a good reason for her being proficient. You know, like, she's a world class archer. Sure. She's a martial artist. She's a fencer. Like, we know all these things about her. Sure. It, I, I, I liked that a lot. Uh, and now you have you read you've read My Life is a Weapon, the, the book that this is of based course. off of, right? How closely did they stick to the plot? They didn't. It's really the, just the feel of the show and the artistic style. The feel of, and Lucky the Pizza Dog. Yes, of course. Yeah. But of course, you know, in the in the uh in the comic, didn't the dog get hit by a car? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they were not doing that on Disney Plus. No. We're lucky that dog had one eye. Yeah. Like <laughs> the dog Which has one eye because he got hit by right. the car. Uh, you know, the dog was definitely like my girlfriend's favorite part of the show, but I, the, the big, the biggest part of this show, I think figuratively and literally is, uh, the return of Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin. Uh, you could also make the case that it's Yelena. It's really her yeah. foray into the main Marvel universe. Right, right. Okay. So let, you know what? Let's talk about Yelena for a minute because I already loved Yelena. As a character, as our, as, as our new Black Widow. Me too. In the Black Widow movie. She endeared herself to me so much more in this. Like, she wasn't so much of a second fiddle to Natasha, obviously, because Natasha's being dead. Right. And she was just fantastic in this show. So amazing. Like, that scene with her and Kate Bishop, I was like, oh, I just want to, like, watch you guys, like, go get ice cream together. Like, well, it's funny. I mean, isn't that even what Kate says? Like, stop making me like you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, I, I thought the entire, um, but like, you know, and she's like talking about macaroni and cheese and hot sauce and all this stuff, but yep. there's still this layer of threat and menace behind her words. And I thought that was really effective. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, I think that, and this might be a controversial thing to say, but I think going from Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff to, to Yelena is the, is the best like upgrade ever. 
Like, I like Yelena so much more than Natasha. And I never didn't like, I never disliked Natasha. No, I understand what you're saying, though. But, like, once I got Yelena, it was like, it was kind of like the first Broadway show I ever saw was Cats. Oof. And I thought Cats was great when I saw it. Okay. I was a kid. I'd never seen a Broadway show before. Tires lifted up in the way. Like, this is, oh my God, this is amazing. Then I started seeing another, and I, then I saw another Broadway show. And I was like, oh, I get it. Cats wasn't very good. Right. Like, seeing Yelena and how awesome of a character she is, I'm like, oh, Black Widow was nothing. Like, she had no personality. She had no character. And I didn't realize it until I met this Black Widow. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the Marvel formula, though. Yeah. You know? Do you think that uh, we get her as an Avenger eventually? Yes, of course. Or do you think she's going to be a dark Avenger? Uh, listen, I think Marvel's in a little disarray as far as what their Avengers plan is. Yeah. At the moment, so. <sighs> do you think she gets her own Black Widow movie or Disney Plus no. series? No. Not even not, Disney Plus series? Sure, maybe one day, but not, not in the near future. I've, I've, I've seen people talking about like doing a Black Widows series where it's like she's kind of running the Black Widows at this point, like all the Black Widows that they freed. Okay. Okay, coolest Yelena moment, though, was the scene in the the powder room when she snaps and unsnaps. When she blips and unblips. And oh, yeah, that was cool. Like, it was cool to see that from the blipped, like, perspective. Yeah, first time we've really seen it from that perspective. Like, we see her go, and we see her come back, and we see the room change around her. How How cool was that? And I love how, like, we're at the point where, like, no explanation needed as to what just happened. We we yeah, are no, well we yeah. are well aware. If you watch Marvel things, you know what this is. But like Marvel is really banking on the fact that everyone has seen everything at this point. And we'll get into that more later because never was that more of a right. thing than Spider-Man. But uh yeah, like could you imagine being someone who's like never seen an MCU movie before and now they're like I have to start this, like how daunting that is. It's funny, you know, my daughter's 13 so she has friends who have never seen this stuff. Right. And one of her best friends is like, oh, I want to watch, I'm going to go watch Spider-Man. Have uh-huh. you never seen anything? Right. But I got to be honest with you. I mean, comic books are soap operas and I've always felt that you can pick up any comic and kind of get the gist of it. It's what I did as a kid. Right. I, I think you could watch Spider-Man and still enjoy it. Yeah. And then backtrack your way through it. I, I think you can. I, I don't think, I don't think like if you haven't seen them that you're cut off. Right. Right. Okay. So let's talk about, um, Vincent D'Onofrio as a kingpin a little bit. Uh, first, you know, I was like, what is with this costume? And then you showed me. Yeah, it, that is from the comics. Yeah, you showed me that it was from a Spider-Man cover. Yep. Now, I thought his, um, obviously, worst kept secret ever. We knew Vincent D'Onofrio yep. was was in this. Everybody knew it. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they hinted at the Kingpin constantly. But I really like what they've done with the Kingpin here. They've kind of put him over as, like, this big bad villain that's kind of more of a, but not like a, like Thanos was put over as a big bad villain, but, like, Thanos is a cosmic level event. Kingpin is a street level. Yeah, I think you have to realize in the Marvel Universe you have layers of characters. You know, you have to have your New York City characters. Right. And then your cosmic characters. Right, right. So, I mean... But then you have a character like Spider-Man who can tussle with both of those. Right. Although it does seem out of place in the more galactic stuff. Yeah, I mean, seeing him on another planet fighting, you know, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet was right. what was kind of jarring almost. Because, like, you expect him to be punching the Kingpin in the face. Yep. And so there in... So when I watched this last episode, and we got to watch the Kingpin throw down with Kate Bishop... Um, I was very pleased with what I saw because they've, they've definitely upped his strength from Daredevil and um, his resiliency, yeah. I would say. Like, he gets hit by a car and get, and is, like, fine. Right. Although, I mean, he's not fine, but... 
He gets right up and he starts messing people up. Right, but they show that he is. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, that's the weird thing with the Kingpin because I, well, you have to suspend your disbelief with him to a certain point because he's not a mutant. He's not, right. you know, like he's not a metahuman. He's a regular guy who's just beastly strong. Right. And it's, I think that's easier to do in the comics when you can make him look like a brick wall. But Vincent D'Onofrio is a, is a man. He's a, he's a rather I, I don't large know, he still man. has an imposing look. He's a large man, don't right. get me wrong. But, I mean, and I like that he was throwing, he, every punch he landed on her was sending her, like, flying across the room. Which, yeah. even, even though she's, like, a hundred pound girl, and he's a big scary man, like, a, like, in real life, if they were to actually fight, he's not punching her across the room. Right. Yeah, I don't mind them going over the top with it. It was my least favorite fight. Okay. On the entire show. I don't know. If you want to sell me Kingpin as a, as a big bad guy that like Hawkeye is scared of. Right. Uh, Kate Bishop going toe to toe with him. I, it doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. I'm good. I don't way. think she went toe to toe. We kind of had this conversation before the show started. I think that he whoop, he wiped the floor with her. She only wins the fight because she manages to get that one lucky thing because he broke the trick arrows and she lights them off. I understand. But Kevin, if you got punched across the room by somebody. Yeah. You probably you might get up. Yeah. If you then got punched across the room through a wall another time, I mean, I don't know how often. But I'm also not a world class trained combatant, you know. Right. But so she is a someone who is trained and has no experience. Right. Which comes into play a lot of times in this. So I don't care how much you're trained, like fighting assassins. Right. And stone-cold killers like Kingpin right. is a little bit of a different level. Now, listen, I love the idea that she's like a natural, and this is part of it. And, uh-huh. and she's driven as the hero. I like all that. I'm just saying, you know, this was more to sell Kate Bishop than it was the Kingpin as a bad guy. Yes, I would agree with that because, I mean, they're clearly going for Young Avengers here. Right. We've, we've now met, I think, well, I think once Doctor Strange hits, we will have met all of the Young Avengers. Well, that's the that question. Point. It's like, what, what's the Young Avengers lineup really going to be? So I'm going to say, obviously, Kate Bishop is Hawkeye. Right. Um, and then you've got, I think you're going to get Patriot because we've, we've, we've met him. That was, Makes um, sense. Isaiah Bradley's grandson. Uh, uh, America Chavez, obviously. So we're going to have like the two Captain America kind of characters. Right. Um, I, do you think they go with Ironheart? I do. Yeah, you think they put Ironheart in there? Because they're not doing Iron Lad. No, it would be impossible to explain. No. Uh, Wiccan, Wiccan and Speed. Yep. And I think, well, actually, the one that I think we have, uh, I mean, Cassie Lang, obviously, is either Stature or Stinger, whatever right. they decide to make her. And then you've got um, Hulkling, which I think we'll meet in Secret Invasion. Right. Because, you know, Scrawl and all that stuff. Uh, I'm all, I love the Young Avengers comics. Like, I, Me too. I think they're great, even with all the Kang stuff that they, that they did that was kind of wonky in the beginning, but I'm all for this. I'm like, give me Young Avengers, and then you have the Dark Avengers forming. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work, but... So you've got U.S. Agent. Right. I think you've got Yelena in there. Would make sense. Originally, I was going to say Mordo would be in it, but now I'm not so sure. I don't think right. I don't think Mordo is making it out of Multiverse of Madness. Um, I, I think you have the Abomination in there. Okay. And um, either the Abomination or Red Hulk. I mean... Could go either way. They've capped Ross... As part of the Marvel Universe, I think so that eventually we can get Red Hulk. Right, me too. Makes sense. Uh, I don't know who who else do you think? Like I, uh, Zemo. I think they put Zemo on the on the Dark Avengers. Okay, as what? As Baron Zemo. But like, what's his? 
most of, so the concept of Dark Avengers is that, is that they're dark parallels. Right, right. I, I do get that. I do get that. Um, well, do you think there, do you, is there a Dark Iron Man version you think that can? Well, in the comic, it was Iron Patriot. I don't know what they would do. In... Right, because that was Norman Osborn. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, you're not going to get Venom on there. But, uh, no. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that the Dark Avengers, and I think Dark Avengers is a Disney Plus series. I don't know if it's a movie. I agree. I think Young Avengers is a Disney Plus series also. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I would want more time. That's a lot of character and team building stuff. You couldn't do that in two hours. Yeah, we learned that in The Eternals. Right. Because <laughs> that movie was terrible. It's not good. It, it is a bad movie. Like, and look, I get it. They did a lot of, they did a lot of things that are really great with, you know, like inclusion and whatnot. But it's it's still a bad movie. I didn't. I listen. It's Marvel bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Well, I, that movie Eternals was a lot of like I can't do this thing. Well, have you tried to do? Have you tried doing the thing? Oh, I can do this thing now. Like, like, how am I going to turn this guy in? Like, um, on the Weekly Planet, did he's like, how am I going to turn this guy to stone? Well, have you tried turning him to stone? Oh, I've turned him to stone. Well, I don't know why it's so long. It's very long. It's overly long. It's it is both too long and yet not long enough. That's pretty funny. Yeah, because it's too long as a movie, but it would have been much better served as a series where you can develop each of these characters in a in a better way. My real gripe with the movie is, and I know I told and, you, and we're spoiling Eternals here, by the way, folks. Nah, that movie can't be spoiled. Yeah. Um. So in the actual Eternals comics, they're all like you know white blonde like characters yeah the yeah, 70s. yeah they're all like you know yeah of course so i i love the idea of like a diverse cast if i'm supposed to believe that they're going to be on earth for thousands of years yeah of course they should be able to be all over the globe absolutely love it i love in. it i don't get why makari is deaf especially with echo coming that's the thing like marvel, a week later marvel is the only company i know that has a premiere deaf character who is about to be introduced literally next week and is getting her own show yes i it just the makari thing just felt like like you know so that character is not deaf in the comics no okay just felt like diversity for diversity's sake well and it almost felt like they were trying to beat hawkeye to the punch like we've got the first deaf character right and, and like hawkeye now has this character that he's you know who's amazing i loved maya i thought maya was fantastic she's great yeah i'm really interested to see like what kind of mechanic they're going to use in her show for the sign language stuff like if it's going to be like the same thing where it's yeah. subtitles or like i don't know like i, I it's because like having her as like a secondary character on hawkeye was interesting but now if we're going to start having her you know doing other things like that that's going to be you right. know with her as the main focal point of the show is what i'm right. saying uh, all right. So, anything else about Hawkeye you wanted to add? No, I really liked it. Do you think it's the best Disney Plus show? I was going to ask this also. Like, where do you rate the Disney Plus shows? I would still put Loki over it. I think that's funny. I still like uh, WandaVision the best. WandaVision was my other one where I was like, oh, I really enjoyed this one. But Hawkeye, like, I think Hawkeye, I loved it so much because it surprised me how much I loved it. Uh, are we are we kind of in agreement though that Captain America or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was the worst? It is the worst, but, but it's I mean, not bad. It also suffered from a lot of COVID issues. Yes. You can tell. You know, yeah. I just didn't like that there was never like a concrete villain like exposed like behind it. Like, I was right. expecting Red Skull to pop up or, you know, and look, I'm not one of those people that's like, it's Mephisto or I'm miserable. But, um, I, I thought I was like, okay, well, th- this, this girl, you know, this nameless girl is not gonna, you know, be our villain it's gonna be u.s agent or it's gonna be red skull or it's gonna be some bigger bad like behind this thing it's like no it was just them right it's just these people 
Well, again, they were supposed to do, I think, Mad Bomb and this. And yeah. Then went away from that. Yeah. The idea of, you know, people getting infected right in the middle of COVID. Right, right, like right. a good idea to them. So. Right. Uh, but, I mean, look, he gave us Sam Wilson, Captain America, and I love him. Me too. And the costume was fantastic. Awesome. Fantastic. And I like that it's vibra- a vibranium costume from Wakanda. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. But again, that's what I mean. Like, this show is great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's just it's just probably like the... It's kind of like how like we say like Epcot is like... Or I'll say Epcot's my number four park right now. Right. But that doesn't mean Epcot's bad. Right. Exactly. Uh, okay. So... Do we want to get in the trailer for Doctor Strange before we get into Spider-Man? Um, or do you think that's we got to save that for last because it directly yeah, affects... Yeah, either way. All right, you want to talk about Spider-Man now then? Sure. All right, so here's the Spider-Man spoiler alert, folks. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, don't want spoilers, stop listening now. We'll see you guys next week on Two Men and the Mouse. All right. I loved this movie so much. It was great. It was 10 out of 10. I'm seeing it for the third time tonight. Like, it... I was like, there's no way they can live up to the hype. And I'm like, they've exceeded the hype. So let's get the elephant out of the room right away. The returns of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were fantastic. Yes. And especially Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Like the worst Spider-Man. I don't like those movies. They're terrible movies. Yeah. But he's delightful. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a good actor and Marvel knows what they're doing. Yeah. They wrote him in such a way where like, I mean, like, and... There was a meme that went around before him where it was like, do I have to see Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, Spider-Man 1 and 2, and then Spider-Man 1 and 2 before I see Spider-Man 3? And, like, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, Yeah, you probably should. Um, the theater... Maybe not it, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I never saw that, that. That movie's terrible. I won't watch it. It's so bad. I feel like you have to watch it at some I, point. No. It's so bad. I watched all of them with the kids this summer, mm-hmm. and when it got to Amazing Spider-Man, I, I was like, ah, I can't. I can't do this. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man one so bad. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I don't hate that movie the way you do. I know you really hated that movie for a long time. Uh, I remember you. You get when I when I came in the day after I saw Amazing Spider-Man one. I was so excited about it. You like kind of ruined it for me, but with like the crane operators with the we know the plot of this movie and we got to help Spider-Man. Oh, listen, that's <laughs> not even the part that I hate, but that's bad. What part do you hate the most? I hate that he's not good to Aunt May. Yeah, he's terrible. It's kind no, of terrible it's no Peter Parker I've ever read. No, he he's kind of just like an angry, wet boy the entire time. That's what that the garbage said about it. Peter Parker skateboarding to Coldplay. I, uh, I just wasn't ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, like he's he's not like a nerd. Like he's like this like attractive young man. Like, yeah, it's a little different. Listen, Toby's the perfect Spider-Man. Um. Yeah, I guess so. Even though he was like the 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 beginning of Spider Man one is so out. We are like, what's this thirty eight year old man doing in high school? Well, that's the problem. I mean, the reason why the Tope movies aren't unbelievable is because he graduates high school in the first movie, right? Right. And but high the, school Peter Parker is what we love, right? So right. And but that that first um that that first twenty minutes of that movie when he's in high school, you're just like, oh no, that's no, no. I or can... like when they they and they have like a very young teacher at that field trip. And you're like, if you took this as a snapshot and you were like, identify the teacher in, right. in this, like you'd think it was like Tobey Maguire, probably. I can look past it. I, I love those movies. It, they are good. They are they are a product of their time and they are kind of campy. Spider-Man 2 is, oh, still great. holds up. Still holds up. To me, that's the best. Yeah, e- easily. 
Uh, I mean, Spider-Man 3 is a mess, but yeah, well, you know, that, that, but Spider-Man 3, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, what's worse, Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3? I said, oh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is so much worse because Spider-Man 3 is bad in a fun way now because like there's been so many Bully Maguire memes and I don't hate that movie. It's, it's like, it's not good. Right. It is not good. It's, it's a temper tantrum thrown by Sam Raimi. Right. Because he didn't want to do the suit. He didn't want to do Venom. Like he, he was forced into it. Yeah. He was forced into it. So he made it miserable for everybody. Um, which I'm like, well, then maybe you shouldn't have made this movie. You should just let somebody else do it who wanted to do it and give people what they want. Well, then you wouldn't have Toby or true, uh, Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, well, if you know Kirsten Dunst, I wouldn't have really hated that because she was, you know, definitely not the best part. Like, it's like really MJ's getting like MJ's getting kidnapped again, huh? For the third time, yeah, but it's like gotta, we got to hear her, we got to hear her bad IE scream over and over again. I was so glad she didn't pop up in in this. I was a little disappointed, actually. I know you you had had me convinced that she was going. Yeah, to I was because... pretty sure you were going to see her. I'm not entirely convinced that they didn't shoot something with her. Yeah, it's it's very possible that they did, uh, especially because you know she. So here's the plot hole in this movie. Um, Electro did not know that Peter Parker was Spider Man. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot yeah. of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't know Peter Parker was Spider-Man, and he Listen, still... Listen, theoretically, in... when, when Strange casts a spell, Peter should not know who he is. I guess so, Everyone right? forgets who Peter Parker is. Right. It would include him also. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, Tom Holland, I thought, his best performance to date... He's always good. He's always good, but, like, this was even better. Like, he really, like, like hit a home run on this one. And... I, yeah, I, I could not have been happier with with Tom Holland as a as a performer. Will you see Uncharted? I will, even though he he looks like like this is like Nathan Drake the high school years. It, like he does not look older old enough or grizzled enough to be Nathan Drake. And like Matthew McConaughey as Sully, I was like Sully's an old an old man. I told one of my friends who was really excited about. It, I'm like, and I am excited about. It. I will go see it, but. Tom Holland is more Dory the Explorer than Nathan. Yes, Drake. he he he's Go Diego Go. Yeah, like yeah, he's absolutely not Nathan Drake, and I thought it was a weird choice. And now he's playing like Fred Astaire, apparently. Or, oh, like, yeah. I'm like, what, are, we, do we, are we suddenly at a point where we're all ready to accept Tom Holland looking like an adult? Like, because he doesn't look like an adult. Uh, listen, I like him. They could have done another three movies of him in high school. And the Tom Holland's and Daya like relationship oh i love that me too they're 100%. adorable i they're, think they're wonderful yes get married have 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 beautiful babies like like i'm here for you i i'm happy for you and yeah no i'm all about them i think they're great um you know mj in this movie great loved her loved oh, her yeah. loved her and ned what do you think about ned having dr strange magic i thought it was cute yeah i thought it was i thought it definitely surprised me and you know say what you will about like dr strange's like like how it was hard for Doctor Strange to make these portals, like yeah. But then I was talking to my friend about this. I'm like, well, Ned believes in the magic. Doctor Strange didn't believe. That was the whole thing. He didn't. He he was not willing to let go. Like, and Doctor Strange could, when he wore the sling ring, could still make the sparks. Yep. And it was just a matter of like Ned, you know, and Ned. It's not like Ned had great control over it. That was kind of the whole point. Well, I also enjoyed Strange, his b- bewilderment at the fact that Ned could open the portal. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And do you, now, do you think in in uh, future like Doctor Strange things, we see Ned like at Comertage like training to be no. a sorcerer? No, stop. Come on, <laughs> you don't think Ned's gonna be? I hope not. I mean, it just yeah. I I mean, but and my question though is, is, does Ned remember that he has magic now that he forgot it, all this stuff? No, 
Like that. That's like I'm. I'm very confused as to what this spell actually did. Well, it's a joy of magic. Yeah, it's erased the internet. Yeah, you know, like has yeah, it, like do do his high school records still exist? Obviously, like he didn't gr- he didn't graduate because he got the GED book, like in the box. <clears throat> now, one thing that like I've I've seen pointed out is uh, Aunt May dies because Peter Parker was unwilling to do a semester at community college. What? <laughs> Aunt May dies because Peter Parker was unwilling to do a semester at community college. Okay. Like, when they don't get into MIT, first of all, MIT, like, they picked MIT, like, the one school in the world that Tony Stark has, like, this huge connection to. Right. You're telling me you can't call Pepper Potts no, but no one in the Marvel Universe wants to do that. You're yeah. telling me Sam Wilson needs a home loan? Right. But, I mean, you have to understand, like, they these are, like, self-made people who they, they don't want to do that. And, but this is the problem with the Marvel Universe. It's more of a problem in the DC Universe. Because in the DC, because the best thing about the Marvel Universe with Captain Marvel being as powerful as she is is that she's in space. Right. In the DC Universe, every time Batman, like, almost dies... You're kind of like, well, where was Superman? Like, he knows it's happening. And, and, right. and that's kind of like the, the problem that you run into. It's like whenever these characters have these issues, it's like, well, why don't you just call Stark Industries? Call Pepper Potts? Like, but like something like MIT, like, come on. You're telling me that like Tony Stark's protege, like being Tony Stark's protege, like publicly isn't enough to like get you into MIT. Right. No, I get it. I know what you're saying. And why are they like, like I get it that people think that he killed Mysterio, but. I don't. I don't know. You don't have a movie if these things don't fall into place. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Obviously, we need that. But like, I love leaps of logic where it's just like you know. And I like that Doctor Strange is like, wait, you didn't like try to convince them. Yeah, that was great. I did like, love that. You had me brainwash the world, and you didn't even try to like get them to do something else. Uh, I I thought that was really clever and fun. Um, the uh, the villains. Man, oh man! Did, did first of all, really happy for Jamie Fox. Sure. That he got to actually be Electro and like actually like do the role in a in a way that wasn't insane. Does he not get to do it in the other movie? Oh, he's t- it's terrible. It's so terrible. Like first of all, he's blue. Right. You know, he he's blue, it's nonsensical, his lines are stupid. He has this weird there's this weird dubstep thing that keeps happening around him. Okay. Like so he Spider-Man fights Electro in this big like like field of like power generators. And every time Electro, like, bamps himself into one of the power generators, it makes a noise. And he literally starts playing, like, a dubstep itsy-bitsy spider. Like, while he's fighting Spider-Man. So he's fighting spider like, boom, 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 It's so stupid. Okay, this is why I have not seen that movie. It's the worst movie ever. Um, but, I mean, like, you've seen the clip of Gwen Stacy falling yeah, of and course. stuff like that. So that moment, like... Um, Honestly, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, who is the best comic book villain ever on a movie, I would have been like, Willem Dafoe is the Green Goblin. Now, if you ask me today, it's the same answer. Because he has officially taken, I think he's the best MCU villain to date. He he took this role and did so much more with it even than he did years ago and what we all enjoyed back then. It's so hard to say. It's a short burst. I mean, Thanos is such a... I mean, yeah, Thanos dynamic is, character yeah. on, on a much more, you know, grand scale. Right. I would always go with Thanos just yeah. for what he is meant to the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um. I mean, 
Willem Dafoe in this movie gets maybe 10 minutes of screen time. I, that is true, but he does. I mean, like, kills Aunt May. Like, sure. Um, the sure. De- you know, Although I'm pretty sure, you know. We'll talk about that. Thanos killed a lot of people. Yeah, we'll talk, including Aunt May. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the, the death of Aunt May in a minute. But, like, um, I thought that he, like, that moment where, like, they're in, where they fight in the condo. Okay. The, I loved that fight. Where, where it's a great fight. The goblin just wrecks him. Yeah. And, you know, he power bombs him through the thing and, like, and, you know, like, like throws him through all the floors and, and that moment where Peter is punching him and he's, That's the best and he's laughing at him. Yeah. I'm like, what? If I'm DC, I'm like, how have they, he looks like the Joker. Yeah. How did they never make him the Joker? How was, how was Heath Ledger the Joker and not this guy? Well, you're not doing it at this point, but. Well, no, now he's the Green Goblin, but. It is funny because the two, dare I say, scariest scenes in Marvel or Sony, depending on how you yeah. want to look at it, yeah. are that scene where he's punching him. Yeah. And to me, the most tense scene in the MCU, which is when Peter's in the car with with the vulture. The vulture. Yes, it's to me that's the best single scene, like in the MCU. Yeah, like when when the when the lights are lighting up on his face. Good yep. old Spider Man. It's such a good scene. But I think you're talking. Why are they both such great scenes? Well, look at who is in the scene. Yeah, you know, Tom you've Holland. two like, well, yes, Tom Holland, but you've two for Fox. real actors. Yeah. you know, doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, I loved like the no good deed goes unpunished, and like you know, yep. he um, and how do you so um, uh, Alfred Molina, fantastic in this movie. I yeah, thought. great, really, really great. And I thought he was great the first time around. Me too. So, like, I don't love the the arms are controlling him thing, like because he had this exposed microchip on. But I, I loved it in that movie. You know what? I didn't love it in that movie, but. I'm like, okay, clearly they have to still play within the, the, the established canon of those movies. And it worked. Yeah. It, it worked. And I liked that when they built like the new chip, it was like protected in like a container. Yeah. Like, cause it's not just an exposed microchip that can easily be broken. Yeah. They did a great job with that. Um, I thought Alfred Molina was great. I mean, look, the Sandman and the aging him looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like flawless. You yeah. couldn't even tell. Yeah. They did a great job. You couldn't even tell. And, and the, um, all right, so Lizard and Sandman, um, you know, whatever. They were Lizard's there. a little bit of a non-character. Yeah, and and clearly Reezy Fonz and Thomas Hayden Church were never actually on set. That's why Sandman is sand for the entire thing. Right. And even at the end, like I noticed the second time I saw the movie, <clears throat> at the end when they turn back into humans, those that's reused scenes from Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man 3. Okay. Reused footage. So uh, that's why, like, you never see them with, like, the Spider-Man, like, in the same frame. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, the lizard's best part of the movie is when he says, no way that's his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah about MJ. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really funny. Uh, so the death of Aunt May. Obviously, like, they've always kind of hinted that Uncle Ben's death happened in this, but they've never, like, explicitly. Have they hinted that? Oh, yeah. Like in that, there's this great scene in Civil War between Tony Stark and Peter, and I think it was one of the best scenes in the MCU, where where Peter's like, um, you know, when you could do the things that I do, and then bad things happen, and you don't do anything, then it's your fault that they happened. And he's like, oh, so you know, you just want to like look after the little guy. You've got like this, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like you could tell that the Uncle Ben thing happened, and then like in 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 uh, Far From Home, he's got Uncle Ben's suitcase yeah it has the bp on it i don't think i no longer think that there's an uncle ben in this no universe. i never did 
yeah, I, <clears throat> I, I think that you know, giving Aunt May the the great power, great responsibility. At first, when she gets hit with the glider, and then she stands up, I'm like, no way, no way, she survived that, and I was like mad. And then when she falls out, I'm like, okay. And when she says, "With great power comes great responsibility," I'm like, oh, you're about to die. All it right. was great. I, I yeah. mean, as a comic nerd, like. That was a very necessary thing for yes, us. Yes, yes. And we got to have that moment. And it's almost like these three movies were Spider-Man's origin. Like, yeah, it's great. Because we've gotten to like a reset point where he's like, you know, at that point where he's got the homemade costume and like all that. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant way to get back to basics. And to to have that with great power moment with the other Peters. Yeah. You've somehow found a way to take this moment. Uh-huh. And amplify it. Yes. You made it so much better than it already was. Well, and here's the point that I made about the great power moment here is we get it from Aunt May, who we've spent three movies with at this point. And so it has more of an emotional weight to it than it was for Uncle Ben, who we had for 20 minutes of one movie. Right. You know? And then, yeah, that moment with, with uh, Andrew and Toby. Where, but when Toby's like, Uncle Ben said it, I'm like, your Uncle Ben didn't say it. He said, like, you know, if you've got something you could do that no one else could do, you owe it to the world to do that thing and not do the other things that you could do with the thing, because we really don't want to say this line again. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't just say it. Uh, it it's integral to Spider-Man. You have to say it. Uh, but yeah, that, that scene on the rooftop with Toby and Andrew, like, I mean, I had goosebumps and chills and all that good stuff. It was wonderful. Fantastic. And then, I mean, the coolest moment of the entire movie is when they have the swing scene together. When the three of them swing together yeah. and have that money shot of them on top of the Statue of Liberty. Yep. Like, so cool. And, you know, they gave us what we wanted in terms of, like, the, the conversation about Tobey Maguire's webs. Like, two different conversations yeah. about it. That was interesting. Yeah. And then, you know what? The moment where Andrew Garfield saves MJ from falling, even oh, if you've it's... never, even if you've never seen Amazing Spider-Man two like you, like it's a, mo- it's a moment. It's the best moment of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And this goes to show you <clears throat> something that I've always said: just because everyone knows that something is going to happen, doesn't mean that it shouldn't happen. Because when MJ fell in that second trailer, everybody's like, Andrew Garfield's going to catch her. And I, I gotta be honest, with you, I didn't even think that, but I, I was trying to not read too much into it. Yeah, everybody was like, Andrew Garfield's gonna catch her. And, and he did, and it was wonderful. And, as opposed to like The Last Jedi, where like, we have to subvert all your expectations because that's what we're gonna do here. Oh, you thought you knew what was gonna happen? I'm Ryan Johnson, and I'm so much smarter than all of you. Yeah. Right. But it also didn't hit like the, like the con reveal, where they tried to like, like, you know, play you about the con reveal in uh star trek right where he's like oh the, with the first trailer hit and everyone's like oh okay so benedict cumberbatch is con and jj's like oh con no no this is john whatever his name is and everyone's like no i'm pretty sure that's con and then like when he's like my name is con and jj's like whoa and we're like yeah no we got yeah, it we knew that buddy do you th- so there were so many leaks about andrew and toby and all the leaks were true all the leaks were true. Every leaked shot, every... We knew this yeah, forever ago. But do you think they're actual leaks, or is this the most brilliant marketing strategy of all time? No, they're leaks. I think it's a marketing strategy. I don't. I think it's, we have this thing, everyone knows we're doing it. We're going to deny that we're doing it, but we're going to continuously leak that we're doing it while denying it. 
and that's going to make everybody want to come see this movie even more. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I, I really do. I really think it was strategic. Uh, and I don't, know, I don't think that had anything. I don't think that drove ticket sales. See the fact seeing Andrew and and Toby. You don't think no people, people were going to go see this movie no matter what. Okay. All right. Well, and I think that's why you were able to to hide it. You know, like look, I didn't think Sony had the guts to hide this. I really didn't. I thought Sony was going to just you know like blow it out of the water and be like, look who we got. Uh, but apparently Marvel got their way, and Kevin Feige was like, "No, you hold this back." Like, and look, Endgame. We had we saw nothing of Endgame before before Endgame came out. I know nothing outside the first like ten minutes, and it worked because they knew. And you know, and this is look, this is Sony. This is the this is the company that that literally couldn't hold the fact that the Ghostbusters are going to show up at the end of Afterlife. Until the movie came out, and a week before the movie came out, showed you that they show up, right? And spoiled that moment for everybody. Did they like, really? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, in the last trailer, like they show you like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and um, uh, Winston. Winston. Yeah, show. I know Ernie Hudson. Uh, they they show them show up at the end of the last trailer. Oh, that's Ghostbusters terrible. Afterlife. Yeah, I really like that movie. By the way, I didn't see it. I liked it a lot. I will eventually see it, but um, yeah, I didn't get to the theater to see it. I was never a big Ghostbusters guy. I'm not really either. Yeah, um, which people think is crazy, but those movies often lack one thing: uh-huh. ghost busting. Yes, so I, I'm not super into. It. <laughs> um, okay, so we we you know we have th- where we end. You know, MJ and Ned, uh, Ned are going off to MIT. Peter is living in a studio apartment. You know, he has a homemade Spider-Man suit, and now we've got the mid-credit scene. Where we're like, where, where my faith in Kevin Feige was restored, because when they put this mush-mouthed, just just disgusting Eddie Brock Venom in the MCU, I was like, "What are you doing?" Right. And then the fact that they pulled him right back out and just used it as an impetus to get the symbiote. I do think it's cool. I wasn't sure how Venom even got brought into the MCU. Apparently, it's the symbiote hive mind. Hive mind. I actually think that's really clever the way they work that in. Yeah, but then shouldn't every venom from every conceivable reality have been pulled over? Maybe, but I mean, maybe they didn't get through yet. Shouldn't Carnage have come through? Like, but maybe they didn't. Well, Carnage is dead. Maybe uh, they didn't get through yet. Doc Ock was dead. (laughs) Norman Osborn was dead. Just died. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I think so. Here's my here's here's my fantasy booking for the next Spider Man. Okay, you got him. In like a regular suit that he made out of a sewing machine. Nobody knows who he is. He's, you know, miserable. He's depressed. He's angry. Here comes the symbiote. The symbiote bonds with him. He's got a cool suit again. Uh, the symbiote is, is strengthening his aggression and his anger and his bitterness at living in a world basically by himself. Um, now you've got as a foil for him in this, I think you've got Kingpin, Rhino, and Scorpion. Or just Scorpion. Or Kingpin and Scorpion. Or? Kingpin's going to be in this movie, I guarantee you. I don't know. Listen, I don't know how you sell another Spider-Man movie without MJ. You think we don't have MJ in this movie? I think you have to. You have to have her in there. Right. Yeah. So the concept of he's going to be bitter and alone. Well, I think she's going to be there, but she's not going to know who he is still. Yeah. Okay, but then how much of a part can she play? I think I, I think there's ways to tell that story. Um, but I think that you definitely get black, but I don't want Venom in the next one. 
No, he won't be in that. I want a whole movie with the black costume. Yeah. And he, either he gets rid of it at the end and Venom's the mid credit scene, or he doesn't get rid of it and he doesn't get rid of it until the next movie. Yeah, that sounds like doable. I would, in- I, I would introduce an Eddie Brock. I would have it not be Tom Hardy. Uh, but I think they will still make it Tom Hardy. Um, and just have him be a scumbag Daily Bugle reporter who's like trying to get dirt on Spider-Man. Right. Like what Eddie Brock actually is. Well, like exactly. Like actually do Eddie Brock. Right. Uh, do it and do it correctly for the first time ever outside of cartoons. Um, and then you have Venom in the second one and then you can do Carnage in the third one where Venom and Spider-Man have to team up. But now my question is, there's always a big MCU cameo in these. Who do you think the MCU cameo would be in the next one? I mean, who's in the MCU by the next one? That's, I, that's the question. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be Sam Wilson, Captain America. It could be Bucky. It could be, it's gotta be a big one though, because like they've, it's not like you're getting like, um, like vision or something like that. Well, I mean, it would make sense that it was Fantastic Four based. Yeah. If they're, if they're, if the Fantastic Four is like established by this point, then I would think Johnny, Johnny Storm. I mean, in the comics, he gets rid of the symbiote costume at the Baxter building. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. I didn't know that. Reed hits him with the sonic disruptor. Oh, I thought it was in the, I always thought it was in the church. Yeah, he does that also. That's like when, you know, it kind of goes to Venom, but uh, he gets it off. <laughs> okay. Also in the Baxter building, in the containment unit. So, okay. You know, I could totally see that happening. Yeah, I could see, I, I think that uh, Spider-Man Human Torch, like, bromance is definitely a thing that needs to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if we haven't established Fantastic Four by then, which if, you know, which we should, really. I think probably. Then yeah, I, I would say that I I would love to see that. I would love to see Wolverine when eventually we have an MCU Wolverine. That'd be great. Like a Spider-Man Wolverine team-up movie. I'm in for that forever. Um, I would like to see a Spider-Man Star Lord team-up movie, but like that never gonna work. My thing with that was like Strange's spell affected everybody on Earth. So if like Star Lord shows up on Earth and he's like, oh hey Peter, like he would know who he is. Like I just don't know how much more Star Lord you're even gonna get. Oh, you, you think Chris Pratt's done? I, I just I mean, how much are they gonna do with Guardians? Yeah, that's that's a good point. So I mean, I would like to see, um, you know, like if if, J- if Jane Foster is gonna take over these Thor movies, and Chris Hemsworth is still like, I still want to be this character. You just do as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I don't know. I because I love his hit like it like the way he is with that team. I think it's great. Do you think Guardians plays a big? part in the next Thor. Uh I think they have to at least be in the beginning, right? I've heard rumblings that are like rockets in the whole thing. I would love that. Me too. I would really love that. If yeah. rock if like you have Rocket or like Groot or something yeah, like maybe that. Both. With him. Yeah. Um I think that would be great. And I think it would make a lot of sense because he goes off with them at the end. Right. And apparently starts doing crunches like immediately on the ship. Yeah. Because he's back to being like Mr. Hardbody Thor. Um yeah, the all right. So you know what? Anything else you want to talk about with Spider Man, or do you want to move on to Doctor Strange? We can go Strange. All right. So the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer. We got it at the very end of of, of the post credits. So evil Doctor Strange. Um, we saw Mordo with dreadlocks. We see America Chavez. We see Wanda. Now, I mean, I think we're kind of operating under the assumption you and I both that Wanda is the villain of this movie. And Definitely. And evil Strange is a red herring here. Right. Yeah. I mean, um. Because I think the multiverse of madness is her madness. I think she's trying to bust open the multiverse and find her kids. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, 
I think a Doctor Strange versus Scarlet Witch movie is like, I'm here for that. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. And America Chavez being like their way to punch through the multiverse, uh, I think is a great idea. I just, uh, you know, similar to Spider-Man, I think the amount of cameos we're going to get in this yeah. are, it's going to be epic. So, yeah, so let's make, let's make a list of like who we think we're getting. I think it's pretty much established for most people that like Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. Yep. Or even James McAvoy, maybe. I don't know. Like, for sure it's Patrick Stewart. I, if, it, if it was James McAvoy, I'd be very disappointed. I, I really wanted Patrick Stewart. Um, in, in the chair, by the way. Yeah, in the floaty chair. In the floaty chair. Yeah, I, and this is the MCU. You could do that. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get a Fox Fantastic Four, like original Fox Fantastic Four, maybe Reed Richards. Yep. Um, I think Toby Maguire is a possibility because I don't, I don't know about that, but I mean, I, just because it's Sam Raimi directing, that's the yeah. only reason why I think it's, it's possible. I've that heard we'll get. that we have not seen the last of them. So I mean, they're already talking about giving Andrew Garfield a third movie. Well, people in the, people are talking about it. Well, no, apparently like there, I saw articles saying like Sony is already like, negotiating with him oh i like, would like that yeah like let's let's get but honestly if, i would love i would love a movie where he like finds his mj yeah yeah you know i mean yeah i think that has i think they, that kind of has to happen they leave that so open yeah. it's a nice moment between yeah. him and toby where you know yeah yeah i agree i agree uh but i mean you know we, i don't have faith in it with marvel not at the helm of it yeah but they might oversee it a little bit. You don't. Yeah, know. I hope so. I mean, Kevin Feige really doesn't have the time to do all this stuff. But um, I mean, has Sony made a really bad movie yet? Yeah. The Basic Spider-Man Two. Well, I mean, oh, since in the Marvel. Oh yeah, Venom. But Venom, they're like B <laughs> movies. I'm I'm okay with the Venom movies. I, I, Mor- Morbius is going to be bad. Morbius is going to be really bad. But it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. So we can't talk about that yet. But, but man, that's going to be bad. That- Bad, bad, Oof. bad. Oof, is that going to be bad? I thought it looked good at first, but now I'm like, woo. Yeah, be that bad. second trailer was like when he's like, I'm Venom. Like I'm just like, oh no. And I like him, by the way. I do not. I like know him. you don't. I, I do. I think I, he's terrible. I'm okay with him, but man, I think he's terrible, like as an actor and as a person, because um, like you know all that weird stuff he did with the Joker, like to his, when he was sending people like weird stuff in the mail, like his yeah, cast members and Margot Robbie and stuff like that. Like that was weird. Uh, but I don't. I mean, I enjoy his music. I like Thirty Seconds to Mars. Actually, right? Like, I, I think I have them on a couple of my like playlists. But yeah, I just do not enjoy him as an actor. I don't enjoy Tom Hardy as an actor either. I think Tom Hardy makes weird, 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 weird choices in everything he's in. Hmm. I do like him. I think like I can't that, that Bane voice. Where did that come from? I don't hate that. Uh, um, <clears throat> but uh, okay, Doctor Strange trailer. Looks great, and not really much we can say about it, really. No, it doesn't give you too much. It's just kind of a matter of like who's going to be in it. What? What are we going to? Obviously, we know we're getting the what if evil Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think you're getting Captain Carter. I I wouldn't be shocked. Which I would love. I can't wait to see that. I would love to see Captain Carter. Uh, anyone else from What If? You think, or you think those are the kind of like the two biggies that you would get? Those are probably the two big ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So you know what? The last thing I, I, I wanted to touch on, we got Book of Boba Fett coming out. Wait, real fast. Okay. What do you think? You think we're going to see Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise's Iron Man. Yeah, I think it's a possibility. I, I, I actually think it's a possibility. Also, I, I think that could be a really cool possibility. Like, especially if they go to like some Armored Legion, like you know, world or, or whatnot. Um, do you think this ends with? Do you think this is the this movie is how we get Wiccan and Speed aged up and in the regular MCU? Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. 
Uh, and do you think Wanda is redeemed at the end of this, or do you think Wanda continues as a villain? I think Wanda's going to be like super held by the Darkhold. Yeah. And that that's going to be why she's bad, but she's not bad. Right. I mean, would you be surprised if this movie ends with the kids with Agatha? With Agatha? I know that, I know that you know, we think of Agatha as the bad guy of right. WandaVision. But, right. But she's not really a bad guy. Would you be stunned if that's what the Agatha show is about? Her with the like kids? She is going to be the caretaker of these kids while Wanda's crazy. Yeah. Or recovering from being crazy. Yeah. Um, I think that's possible. I think, you know, strange, I think you're going to have strange, like trying to heal Wanda's mind from the dark hold at the end of this. And she'll be like at Comertage, like kind of like what it was in house of M where strange was the one trying to like right. heal her. Um, yeah, I think that's possible that Agatha could, you know, it could be Agatha Wicked and speed in the, cause we know we're getting an Agatha Harkness show. Yep. On Disney plus. So that could be it. Oh, the one thing, other thing in, in Spider-Man that we totally forgot to mention, because so much is happening in this movie that, that my favorite, MC, that my favorite Marvel character, Daredevil, shows up, and I forget about it. I like that they went over the top with it. What, that he was like, that, that they showed like the cane, and then like... No, him catching the brick. Oh, him catching the brick was great. It's so over the top, like, oh, we're just going for it. Yeah. I, I like that. I'm a really good lawyer. I thought the whole scene was perfect, and I can't wait to see him pop up in more things. Uh... You know, I, I know there have been rumors that he's going to pop up in Moon Knight, rumors he's going to pop up in She-Hulk. I think She-Hulk is the one that makes the most sense. Well, of course. Because if she's a prosecutor, he's a defense attorney. Right. Like, like you know, easy. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad Kingpin's back. And now I, I just need uh, John Bernthal as the Punisher, and I'll be happy. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I He's such a good Punisher. He definitely won't have the skull on his chest. I know, I know. Uh, all right, so Book of Boba Fett, what do we want to see? What do we not want to see? Um, I don't know if I have any requirements for it. I have one thing that I don't want to see. Which is? The thing that I am I think we're going to see. Um, I, I never need another, at least for a very long time, I don't need another lone wolf and cub story trope. I don't need the stoic badass finds a remarkable child and becomes a reluctant father figure and, you know, mentors them on their journey. I never need to see it again. It's a very Star Wars formula thing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we already have it. I don't want it to be a carbon copy of Mandalorian. I want it to be its own thing. I want to really deal with the underbelly of the Star Wars, like that, that like, you know, like the underbelly of Star Wars, like the criminal organizations all throughout right. Star Wars. Like, that's what I really want out of this. And I think that, I think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get Crimson Dawn. I think we're going to get like Kira and Cad Bane and like Cad Bane's what. We all just really want Bosk, right? I mean. Yes, we want Boba Fett versus Bosk. Yeah, I think you're going to get that. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. But I, I really hope they don't introduce some like new child character that, because the Bad Batch was that too. Right. I know. And Captain Rex. I want Captain Rex. Well, I mean, we've both heard rumors that they might do something like that. Yes. So yeah, I want Captain Rex. I hope it's not true. And, and, if, and if Captain Rex is not in this, I want Captain Rex in next season of Mandalorian. Right. I'll, I'll take him in both. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anything else you wanted to bring up this week? No, there's a lot going on. Yeah. All right. Well, um, without any further ado, that's going to do it for the Watchtower this week, folks. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Let us know if you enjoyed this. If you want to hear more Watchtower, we're happy to bring it to you guys. And a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays uh, to all of you guys here um, You know who join us on Two Men and the Mouse and here for this week on the Geek Watchtower. And uh, you know we are so happy to bring this to you this week. And uh, we'll be back next, uh, hopefully next week with some more Two Men and the Mouse goodness. we got a lot of news to catch up on. Um, 
you know what? And so I'm going to end the Watchtower here by going Watchtower offline. Watchtower is offline. And now I'm going to end Two Men and the Mouse because, you know, I feel like people would be disappointed if we didn't. Let me throw a little Two Men and the Mouse thing in there. Yeah, go for it. You think we could ever get... I, I We're never going to get Rogers the Musical on Broadway, probably. Probably not. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was okay with it. People are like, oh, it's like the worst post-credit ever. I loved it. I did not like that as a post-credit scene. Do you think we could, we could get that as like a show <laughs> at Avengers Campus? Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe. I would love it. Maybe. I, but like in, in the world of the MCU, you know, you gotta figure thousands of people died in the Battle of New York. And like, could you imagine if we made like 9-11 the jaunty Broadway musical? Like, right, no, I know what you're saying. And like the Thanos was right mug that kept appearing in Hawkeye. I'm just kinda like, really? Like, is that really right. like, 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 especially Hawkeye drinking out of it, who lost his entire family to this guy. Like, right. Like, maybe, like, my one friend was like, well, it wasn't his mug. It was, he was in an apartment. Like, well, maybe find another mug. Or like, you know, <laughs> I mean, could you imagine like, a, like drinking fun. out of a Bin Laden mug or something like that? Or like, no, like, I know what you're saying. It's, it's just weird to me. But yeah, well, I mean, well, that's I, why I feel like in real world it would work in, yeah. Galaxy, in, um, not Galaxy's Edge. In, in Avengers, uh, Avengers Campus. Campus. I think you're right. I think Avengers Campus would be. And so I'm excited for you to see Avengers Campus when you go to Disneyland. Me too. Yeah. I mean, it's about a month. Yeah. So that, that'll be really, really amazing. So, all right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mass this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us and for bearing with us on this Geek Watchtower special episode. We hope you guys have a very happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. And we can't wait to be back with you guys again in 2022. Uh, so you know what? But we will probably have another episode before 2022 if all goes according. Well, to that'd plan, be nice. Right? That would, that would, we'll we'll try for that. But just just in case, here we wish you guys a happy 2022, uh, folks. If you love our good friend Peter Mandel, please check him out at Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the New World, Universal Orlando, let, check out our friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you uh and if you're renting a cribber stroller on that dave weiger planned vacation check out our friends over at kingdom strollers who will rent you the cribber stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your disney resort uh and for me folks uh please check out my books the ross and series uh the haunting of jonas estate out now on amazon.com um you know check it out love to hear what you think about it and, and if you loved the geek watchtower we want to hear about it uh sound sound off you know send us a message on uh our facebook page go to our facebook discussion group and post whether you liked it or not uh, facebook.com slash group slash two in the mouse and you know let us know if it's just something you want to see more of um, well that is it for this week Pete any closing words oh, just Merry Christmas happy holidays to everybody alright well folks please keep the magic alive every day of your lives and we will see you next week on two men the mouse so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big just a dream away. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.